0: Amen. Ooh, thank you, God, yeah. for the healing. Hey, can I ask every man in the house to stand, young and old, from two-year-old to 92, would you stand right now? Pastor Chach has, has already thanked God for being a father who loves us, but, but I just wanna, I wanna talk to dudes, if I can, just real quick. I just felt this was not planned, but I just felt it was led by the Lord today for us to do this. Man, I wanna, I wanna encourage us with something. I wanna encourage us to be the men that God has called us to be. Our culture is in need of godly men to enter it and shine the light of Jesus Christ. Really. So so this is not Father's Day. This is man day right now. This is a man moment. And and, and I wanna encourage us as men to to be who we've been created to be. Our culture is void. I love that. Look, there's a dad back there in the back with his little boy. What's that little blonde headed boy's name? Who? Who? Landon. How old is Landon? Five. You see, just as little Landon has a a plan for his life right now, every one of you other dudes have one as well. And I'm praying that Landon would walk in this plan and anointing that God has for his life. But I'm praying that for every one of you men. Listen, God our culture needs to see what a God-fearing man looks like. And I know that there are so many models for manhood. In fact, a lot of us, hey, how many of us suffer wounds from a father on earth? Anybody? Hurts, doesn't it? And, And some of us have learned from that, right? And hopefully we've come to the realization that we're not gonna be like that, right? We're gonna grow from that. You win some and you learn some, and we've learned maybe for some of us from our woundedness, but I'm telling to challenge us, dudes, dudes, listen, our culture needs us. Our culture needs to see men love their wives and families as God does. And by the way, did you know that God says that we are to love our wives as Christ loves the church? You know what that means? That means uh, to death, self-sacrificing. It's interesting that God doesn't challenge the women to love their husbands that way. He challenged the men to be willing to risk it all for their wives, for their families. Guys, I pray that if there's any model that we would latch onto today for manhood, let's latch on to Jesus. Mike, you with me? Let's latch on to Jesus. Let him become our model. You see, that's not wimpy manhood when you live and operate like Jesus. Sid, it's, it's actually strong, right? I think it takes a big man. Hunter, it takes a big man to walk in the paths of Christ. Jonathan, it takes a big man to live as Jesus would live, right? It's so easy. Hey, it's a wimpy man that that just cowers and gives into culture. But it's a strong man that says, you know what? I'm going to live according to this. So, God, I want to pray for men right now. God, I want to pray that we would rise up and be who you've called us to be. Lord, we know that, that for every man that's standing in this room today, you have big plans, dreams, and aspirations. Lord, just as little Landon right now, he's marked for you. God, there's something you want to do through, through his life. God, for every man standing, God, there's, there's something that you are calling us to Father, I pray that out of all the models that are out there, all the examples of what manhood looks like today, God, the problem is so many of those things are are, are not an authentic description of what you've called us to be. And so I pray that we would emulate Jesus, a real man. Let's be like Jesus. And God, I pray that we would take Jesus with us into the culture around us. God, that we would be willing to let his light shine through us, unafraid of what others might think or say about us. It's so easy just to fit in. But I'm praying for some men at 1910 today to stand out, to be different. Would there be any lady in the room that would have a problem with that, what I just prayed? Would there be any son or daughter that's listening right now in this room or online that would have a problem with what I just prayed for men? No, we long for that. So God, I wanna thank you for dudes that they're in the house. And God, I wanna thank you in advance for the way that they're gonna stand up and represent you in a dark world. Not for their glory, but for yours. It's in the name of Jesus, every man said, Amen. amen. Thanks guys, now you can sit down. Please don't go to sleep on me this morning, all right? Guys, thanks for letting me do that. And I, I like talking to men um, because I am one. And I, uh, I, I, just, I just think that that's what, what, what our culture needs most. It's what this church needs. It's what your family needs. It's what your job needs. It's what your kids need. I mean, it's just what our culture needs. Is that all right? Ladies, are you okay with that today? Yes. All right, Amen. First Timothy chapter four, verses seven through eight is kind of our theme verse for the, the, the next several weeks. And it says this, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. Over the next few weeks, this summer at 1910, we are in training. We, 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 we are training to win. We're, we're, we're developing our our core. Here, here's what I've come to understand. A lot of guys and gals, when they go into the gym, that, that they like to hit those areas that 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 pop the most. Biceps. You know, the back, you know, you just get that V, oof. That chiseled V, right? I mean, a, a lot of guys work on the upper body and they forget their legs. That's why you got a lot of overpuffed dudes up top. They got chicken legs, bro. That is that's disgusting. That is not attractive, dudes. Somebody work on a calf muscle. Do some squats. Anyway, but what we neglect a lot of times are are, are those core exercises, right? Those those things that really. from from which all other muscles and and, and stability and strength really all come from. It's not sexy sometimes working on the core unless you're going after the six pack abs or things like that. You know, mine are hidden. They're tucked in there somewhere. I've been told that they will come back at some point, right? But but the core is what we're working on at 1910 this summer because we believe that as we strengthen and develop our core, the, the, the core of who we are, these, these spiritual disciplines that we're unpacking and, and leading you towards, we believe that everything else, the life that you were created to live will flow from your core development. Um, uh, the, the, the greater things and the, 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 the things that God wants to do through your life, hey, they will be a spinoff from the core work that you put in. So, so we started talking about this a couple of weeks ago. We talked about, first of all, Uh, the discipline of studying of God's word. How many of you are reading the Bible in 90 days with us? It's been absolutely incredible, right? Don't you just love reading about how to offer sacrifices and putting people outside the camp whenever they have, you know, ashiness and things like that? Or don't you just love how many, how to take a a bird and what part you can eat and what you, don't just, it's just riveting, isn't it? It's just, it's awesome. But even in the midst of God's word, we're discovering some incredible truths, right? We read yesterday about what we parents are supposed to do and how we are to God's word and God's law into the lives of our kids. And when we rise and when we lie and when we come and when we go, right? We're learning all sorts. Study of God's word is important. In fact, dudes, if you want to learn what it means to be a real man, hey, get this in here get this, the word of God in your life. Last week was this, this spiritual discipline of worship. And I love it because we learned that worship is also muscle, isn't it? Right? We learned it. Did, did Pastor Tim not knock it out of the park last, yeah. last Sunday? It's amazing. If you, if you missed last Sunday's broadcast or message, man, I would encourage you to go back this, this week and listen to that and, and be challenged by it. Or if you just wanna revisit it, it's always good to go back. Training to win. No one trains to lose, right? That's ridiculous. That, that doesn't make sense. So we're training this summer so that we can win. I, I love this verse in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Jesus says this. Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. Am I talking to anybody? Anybody weary today? Anybody carrying maybe some, some heavy, heaviness today? He says, come to me, all of you who, carry, who, who are weary and carry these heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Oh, man, rest. Is there anybody in here today that would say, oh, I'm okay, I don't need any more rest. Uh, I've met my, my quota, I'm okay there. We all long for more rest. Did you know that during the next 24 hours, your heart will beat 103 times. Your, your blood's going to travel about 168 million miles. You're going to breathe 23,000 times. You'll, you'll inhale around 480 cubic feet of air. Over the next 24 hours, you're going to eat 3.5 pounds of food or for some of us times two, you know, or it's Father's Day and You'll speak 4,800 words. You you will move 750 muscles. A lot of those in my jaw, right? Over the next 24 hours. You, you, You will exercise 7 million brain cells. No wonder we feel tired. It's a lot of stuff going on, would you agree? We are a people that are constantly in motion. We are a people constantly on the go. Did you know that we're the only nation in the world that has a mountain called Rushmore? (laughs) And that's how we live. We want more Rush in our lives. I think American tombstones could be inscribed really with just three words these days. The words hurried, worried, and buried. That's how we live. We're hurried and we're worried and we're we're always in a rush to get somewhere. But praise God for technology because it makes life so much easier, doesn't it? I mean, the technology's supposed to make our lives easier, but, but does it really? I, I think it makes us a lot more distracted. Am I talking to anybody? It's just like we have this perpetual conversation that, 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 that just can't wait, right? We're constantly sending. Some of you right now are texting. Can't believe what we're just, we're constantly, constantly on the move, constantly rushing, constantly hurrying. We're tired. I think it's a great idea for us to, to, to pause in, in in life sometimes and to consider the topic that I want us to talk about today. I think it's a great idea sometimes for us to unplug everything, to, to sometimes just shut it all off and and, and and relax and recharge. And in fact, the Bible, we read this over the last last week, is, is there's a principle and it's called the Sabbath. The Sabbath, it's 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 it's, it's unplugging, it's that 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 time to just to, to stop everything and just to refocus on God. And I want you to know that this thing called Sabbath in scripture was not meant to be this legalistic day that we have to observe, but, but it's intended to be a good time simply for us to refocus our thoughts on our creator. Are you with me? And for many of us, it's a day like today. It's a day called Sunday. Hey, I love Sunday. Sunday is my favorite day of the week. I love Sundays. I, in fact, I want to encourage you to, to, to make Sunday, to continue to set it apart as the Lord's day. And it's hard in this day and time in which we live, right? It's become more like another day of the week. Anybody remember the blue laws that Texas used to have? You couldn't buy a flip-flop on Sunday, could you? Only, a, only food, things that were necessary for survival. I miss those days in a day and age where Sunday's just kind of become another day. And for some people, they don't necessarily refocus on the Lord, but they run and rush a little bit more and trying to get things done. I believe we should make our first priority to worship with God's people. We need Sabbath. and this Train to Win series, we're we're talking about these disciplines, and we're, we're not just making these things up, but what we're doing is we're actually looking at the life of Jesus Because these disciplines, there are things that Jesus participated in and practiced and things that were a part of his life that I think we could learn from. And with that, let me ask you this. Did you know that Jesus took time off? Did you know that? Did you know that Jesus rested sometimes? Now, listen, I know what you're thinking. Hey, man, I know some things about Jesus. I know that Jesus was a busy man. He had a demanding schedule. Would you agree with me? He was always in demand. But yet I find Jesus never seemed hurried. Even though he was inundated by by people with urgent needs, much of the time he he was surrounded by crowds with with, with barely enough time to even catch his breath. Events in the life of Jesus, you think your life is crazy? Hey, in Jesus's life, listen, things were tumbling one right after the other. Jesus went from preaching in a synagogue to casting out a demon. He went to to healing a sick friend. He went to ministering to a whole city that had gathered after at his door all before sundown. And this was all just in one day. That was his norm. In Mark chapter one. But after this day, we read in verse 35 of Mark chapter one, that after all these events that I just described to you, look what Jesus did. It says before daybreak, the next morning, Jesus got up and he went out to an isolated place to pray. You see, after ministering to others and and before pouring himself out again, Jesus, it says in verse 35, left everything and he went and spent time with God. And what you'll find about Jesus, if you check his life out in the Bible, you're going to find that this was a, a pattern that was repeated all throughout the Gospels. We know that there was a time after John the Baptist's death, that that Jesus gathered his disciples. In fact, in Mark chapter 6, it reads this way. He said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. And he said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. And so they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. You see, even Jesus was observant and Jesus knew that when the disciples were physically and mentally exhausted, when they were too busy to even attend to their own physical needs, he knew that it was time to withdraw and rest. Am I talking to anybody today? Because there might somebody in the, be in the house today or watching us online that feels like, man, I am just physically worn out. Or, or or mentally, man, I am. I'm just. I'm just gone. There's no way that I can focus or think about any other thing. That's why I want us to spend some time, if we can, on this spiritual discipline of rest. And, and, And I don't know within your history if if you've had many many sermons preached. On rest more importantly, has it ever been labeled as a spiritual discipline? I think it is. I just came back from a week at at camp at Pine Cove and and, and, and people are like, hey, how was it? What what did you learn? And I say, man, I, there's so much, but the thing that stands out most to me is that I accomplished rest. And it's good to rest. And if I'm not careful, the enemy can come in and start thinking, I can't believe you took the week off. I can't believe you rested. Hey, did you minister? Did you pray over, lay hands on? Did you, did, why, why, why rest? Because I think that it's important for us, amen? amen? We say time and time again around here that if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you, he'll make you busy. And that's a victory that he's winning in so many of our lives today, correct? So this idea of rest, I think, is needed. You know, Jesus, we see, understood the importance of balance in fact, Jesus incorporated rhythms of rest into his life. I wanna read you that verse that I read in Matthew chapter 11. I wanna read it um, from the message translation. Listen to this. Let these words maybe bring a little encouragement to you today. It says, come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Watch how I do it. And so I thought it'd be okay for us real quickly to look at Jesus to see how he rested. Let's watch, let's learn to see how he did it. And you need to know that he doesn't just offer rest. He shows us how to do that, right? And can I just say something to you, maybe to a man that's in the room today, but but this is also for the ladies in the house as well. Rest is not a necessity, or it is a necessity. It's not a luxury. Rest is not a sign of laziness, but I would say, Pastor Tim, that it's an act of worship. I'm gonna show you what the Lord's been showing me the last few months in relation to this thing of rest. I've been waiting to preach this message to you because the, the Lord has just had to do a work in my life. And so I wanna pull back the curtain and, and expose to where I've been and what I've seen with this. And, and just maybe, just maybe this might resonate with someone listening here today. Now, when I look at Jesus's life, he modeled three types of rest. He, he modeled, first of all, spiritual rest. We, 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 we read that, that Jesus took time to be alone with God. Th- th- this was his highest priority in, in his life. You see, Jesus knew that he needed to hear God's voice. He, he knew that he needed to understand God's direction. And, and he knew that he needed to rest in God's presence. This thing called spiritual rest is probably the kind of rest that I understand best. I, I, I see its importance, but I'm gonna let you know something. It requires tremendous discipline for me. Uh, I, I truly enjoy spending time with God alone, whether that be in the early morning hours, you know, before, before everything gets going and it's just me, uh, or, or whether that be a few days on a silent retreat. You know, my wife sends me away sometimes. She'll, she'll come into me and say, hey, I want you to know that I've, that I've scheduled some time away for you. And I don't know sometimes if that's good or bad, you know, but what I've come to understand is that there's something in me that she begins to sense when I'm just a little off, <laughs> Some of you are going, well, you're gone all the time then, right, from your family because you're always off, right? But, 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 but I love that. I'm renewed as, as I get away and spend time and quiet in the Lord's presence. Is that anybody else? It, it, it's in those moments that, 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 that I find that God fills me when I'm empty. He, he knows what's best for me. And, and, and for me, because I love being around people. I love being in the action. For me, uh, it's only when I'm still that I can hear his voice above the noise in my life. One of my men prayed with me this morning and he prayed Psalm 4610. He, he, he prayed that, that, that verse says, be still and know that I'm God. And, and for me, I just have to slow down and I've got to get away from the noise. I know that today's teenage culture. And I mean, they're studying physics with headphones in their ears and they're, they're watching TV. Te- they're, they're just a little bit more high capacity, I guess, than I am. I, I've got a, when Pastor Jen, I, I, I don't, when I'm reading the Bible each day, those 12 pages, I, it's silence for me because if there's anything else going on, I just, I, I can't focus, right? Jesus also modeled something called physical rest. Physical rest. Hey, did you know there was a time that Jesus fell asleep in a boat while his disciples were in the midst of a storm? <laughs> That's kind of insensitive of him, isn't it? Would you? I mean, they needed him, the one who can calm the wind and the waves, right? And they're, they're in turmoil. But we find Jesus sleeping in Mark chapter 4. E- even when others were frantically needing his help, Jesus was willing to take a nap. Can I give you permission to nap more? Come on, yeah, Yeah, that's a prescription. Richard, I'm just writing a prescription for folks today. Nap more, right? You see, Jesus knew when his body needed physical rest, and he was unapologetic about taking it. Listen, I need physical rest. Uh, just as I need spiritual rest. You need physical rest. But I'm gonna tell you something. I oftentimes feel ashamed when it comes to this aspect of rest. I seldom take a nap. Um, I, 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 I feel like I'm being lazy when, when I take a nap. It, it feels irresponsible to me. Uh, even sleeping in in the morning. If it, listen, if I'm not up by 6.15 a.m., I feel guilty. I feel like I've missed half the day. Am I talking to anybody? It's get up and get after it, right? I put in a day's work long before most of my family has gotten up and some of the millennials as well. I just, you know, I just, I feel bad. I mean, I feel like it's, it's being lazy and irresponsible to keep pushing that snooze button. And I somehow wear that like a badge of honor that, hey, I can get up and I can make it on three hours of sleep or whatever, But the truth is denying myself physical rest is not a virtue, guys. It's a form of pride. And I'm impatient when I become tired. Ask my family. I can't. (laughs) It's my little personal Holy Spirit over here just kind of, you're right, preach it. (laughs) I can't enjoy what's in front of me when I'm tired. When I'm tired and physically worn out, I have a tendency not to really treasure people. Right? And not see them the way that God does. and God is inviting me to learn to take care of my body more and to pay attention to the physical things that, are, that he's entrusted to me. Spiritual rest and physical rest. And lastly, when you, when you look at Jesus' life, he also modeled mental rest mental rest. He, he, he was unafraid as we've seen to pull away and leave the crowds, even when they desperately wanted him. He, he would get in a boat as we read there in, in Mark with his disciples and go the other side of the lake away from the multitudes. It was often in the midst of the chaos as well when, when people were clamoring for him. But, but I love this. Jesus was clear on what God was calling him to do. And so other people's needs and their desire for his presence, they didn't drive his activity. I don't know what role that plays in your life, but do you find the demands of others oftentimes dictating your daily schedule? Anybody? Am I just anybody? Is this just me? Is just my problem? That's okay if it's just me, but but I struggle, honestly, I struggle the most probably with this type of rest. The the, the urgent oftentimes drives my activity and and, and I'm so guilty of letting other people's demands and, and their felt needs determine what I do. Because in my mind, here's what I'm thinking. If I don't do it, it won't get done, Pete. And there's nobody, John, that can do it the way I can do it, right? Some of you men are nodding your heads. And a lot of you have probably thought, man, if everybody were just like me, this world would be a better place, wouldn't it, right? <laughs> right? But here's what I've come to understand. In, in actuality, nothing really is up to me, is it? It's all up to God. God. And God doesn't need my exhausted, frenzied help in order to accomplish his purposes. (laughs) That's humbling. Yeah. So thankful for my church staff that are more than capable of carrying on when I'm not around. In fact, it's probably a lot better. I like to call that my succession plan. <laughs> but isn't that good? And we're blessed. It's not up to me. And what I've come to understand over these last few weeks that God is inviting me to slow my pace. And maybe just for some of you, maybe he's speaking that to you this morning. We had a lady in the first service so you know what? I just, I've just retired from my job because of this very issue today. I've not learned how to rest. And so I had to step away from what I love doing. And for some of you today, maybe he's encouraging you just to live in the moment and enjoy, you know, we, we become so scheduled and we look so far to the future that we miss the here and the now, don't we? We miss this moment. We miss what God's wanting to do with us. And you know, as I make space to rest and as I make space for God, here, here's what I I am more energized. I, I, I'm more creative. As I rest and find myself in a good place, I, I am more open to new ideas. And so I I love that Jesus modeled this for us. And it's not just for me, is it? But I think it's for all of us listening here today so I just want to challenge us with something here today in relation to rest. And I want to encourage you to, to take a step. Maybe for you it's spiritual rest. Maybe for you it's, it's, it's diving in and, and just preparing yourself and hearing from God more. Maybe for you it's this, this idea of a physical rest. Taking a nap. In fact, so give you permission this week. Take a nap. Enjoy some leisure. Just rest. It's okay. Mental rest. You know, it's not about you. You don't have to be hurried and give in to to everyone else's demands and not letting, don't let them dictate your schedule. I like to say this often. We need to learn to say yes to the best and no to the rest. Can you do that? Can you do that? So here's what I want to encourage us to do. First of all, I want to encourage you to stand with me right now. And by the way, it, by just a lifted hand, has this been a word for anyone else here today in this room? Thank you. Thank you. I see you there. Ministry team's gonna come and make themselves available down front because we wanna pray over your needs today. But I wanna give you a challenge if I can this week. Are you ready for this? Hey, Pastor Chase, I see you out there. Our, our Guatemala team made it back. I see him out there. That's awesome. Praise God. Praise God. Hey, Can I give you a challenge this week? Listen, over the next several weeks, this thing called summertime, it seems like our schedules allow us a little bit more freedoms than we had the previous nine months. So, Can I encourage us this summer to find pockets of rest and and maybe to rest in a new way that maybe we've ever experienced before? And I want to give you just a simple challenge to consider. It's up to you whether you accept this challenge or not. But, but, but here, here's something I want to encourage us to do in relation to this idea of rest and engaging and enjoying those around us. This week, could we make our mealtimes technology-free zones? Every, every teenager in the room is so mad at me right now for saying that. But can we engage in meaningful conversations? Can we look each other in the eye and just talk? No music, no bachelor in the background, no college world series. That's a hard one for me because I know, maybe not that one. I'm taking a little too far now, but hey dads, could you knock off early? To maybe go catch a fish with a kid this week. Maybe play toss in the backyard. You you, you know your kid longs for that time with dad. Just as you wish for some of us wish that we can have that time with a dad. Hey, maybe you ladies, this is not just for dudes. Maybe some of you ladies this week. And maybe I'm, I'm not throwing, I'm not... But maybe it's, it's a little less of, of the, the media technology aspect and it's more of engaging in our families and maybe there's a girlfriend you need to catch up with whenever you've got some time. Hey moms, listen, it's okay for you guys too to sit down and have that cowgone moment. <laughs> Let it take you away. It's okay, moms. It's okay, the dishes await. Go buy one of those little Roomba things and let them vacuum for you, right? But you moms are running frantically, and y'all need to chill. Go to D.C. and New York. I see you there, Angela. It's good. You made memories with your boys, didn't you? It's awesome. Rest. You need it. Thibodeau, you need it? You need it, bro. You need it. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And I want to pray over you guys. And and I love the song that Lindsay led us in today because I want you to know that not only do we look at his model today, but, but this man by the name of Jesus can do so many incredible things in our lives. And there's someone here this morning or watching online that you are carrying a heavy weight right now. There's something that is burdensome to you. Can can I just encourage you with Jesus? And let Him lift up your weary soul. Let Him take that heavy burden off of you. Would you let Jesus enter your life and drive out the darkness? Would you let Jesus enter your life and breathe energy and peace and rest into you? Father, I pray that for someone listening here today, they need Jesus. Or today, they, they may need to be reminded that Jesus desires to enter the fray of their world with them. And Jesus is enough. He's more than God, I pray that a person here today that's carrying a load that is just not meant for them, Lord, I pray today that they would run to the front and and just understand that you are here and you desire to lighten that. For the person that's hurting today, God, I pray that they would understand that Jesus is a soothing balm to our hurts. For the person here today that's, That's lonely. Oh, God, you're a friend. For the person here today that that doesn't understand or see themselves the way that you do, Lord, I pray that they would understand that Jesus has an identity that he wants to speak over them. It's Jesus that we need. So, God, I'm excited as we leave this place. I pray for rest this week for everyone listening. That's okay to pray that for you guys, isn't it? I mean, I'm not praying for you guys to give $1,000 a person. I'm praying for your rest. God, help us rest. In Jesus' name, I pray these things. Amen. Thank you, guys. You're dismissed. See ya.